God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, wow, we are under attack, folks. And it seems to me like the writing's on the wall for the deep state, and that is that they're pulling out all the stops because they know the Trump train is coming, and they know that they're going to have to go full tilt like a pinball machine, you know, when you tilt it, they're going to go full tilt. They don't care if they're busted red-handed at this point. They don't care. Everything they're doing right now is right in front of your face. Everything. And it's not really even by mistake. They're letting you know they're the boss. This is the way it is. And this is the new normal and that you're going to have to suck it up and you're going to have to swallow. That's exactly what they're saying to you. They're not even hiding it. In fact, they're overtly going out of their way. And how they're getting away with it, like I thought we were a nation of laws. Well, of course we're not. Incidentally, nation of laws, the AG Merrick Garland is going to be on Capitol Hill today getting grilled. But the reason why I know that this is overt is, you know, the president and Zelensky and all these people went to uh, the UN yesterday and basically they pushed climate change. And everybody knows now with half a brain that does any research whatsoever, that net zero would kill off 50% of our population. That CO2 follows temperature. Temperature doesn't drive up CO2. CO2, well, CO2 follows temperature. CO2 doesn't cause temperature to rise. CO2 follows temperature. 
doesn't lead temperature. It follows temperature to the tune of about 800 uh, years. And what we're talking about with regard to net zero is so minuscule. People don't even know that 0.4%, less than half of 1% of our atmosphere is CO2. And they're talking about a fraction of that is the goal, and that's why we need to spend $200 trillion worldwide. And of course, they're pushing this climate initiative with China. And Biden said that in his speech at the UN. And of course, that falls directly in line with the Biden investments with Freeport McMoran which is a cobalt mining company that got leasing rights in Africa, in the Congo, and Emperex, which is a battery manufacturing company. I mean, there is so much going on here. But the reason why I know that they're blatantly right in front of you is because there was a dude, his name was Michael, And Michael John Carrillo, also known as transvestite, transgender, whatever, Sarah Ashton Carrillo, who is a transvestite or transgender, calls himself Sarah. And when you listen to the American news report it, They just refer to this dude as a she, saying his new name, which is Sarah. And they don't make any bones about the fact that this dude's a trans, not really a a woman. And pushing all kinds of accolades, talking about this person's uniform is going to be put into the Smithsonian. What a charade! All the globalist nations are pushing the climate agenda. All the globalist nations are pushing the mask mandates and the vaccines. And they're pushing CBDCs, digital currencies. They're all doing the same thing. They're all, all of the, all of them are pushing trans. So I got this story right at the top. There are these pictures of rainbows and flags and, you know, what, what, what sexuality and gender is going on. And, like, I'm looking at these flags, and the flags, it's hard to, to even see them, but, like, demisexual, aromatic, asexual, agender, non-binary. They got flags now for every single one. They got a flag for lesbian. They got a flag for pansexual. They got a flag for pride, which is the one you know, the rainbow one. They got a flag for bisexual. They got a flag for transsexual. They got one for dem-romantic or demi-romantic, demi-sexual. They have a flag for everything now. And you know where they're posting these flags? In your children's elementary schools. 
This is the hallway of an American elementary school, and they're, they're showing these pictures. This is what grooming looks like, and it is also why my daughter will never go to public schools in America, says the writer of this. So that promotes this anti-Christ sexual agenda. There's another one where there's all kinds of different other examples of a school in Wisconsin. This is a scene at a River Falls, Wisconsin school. Middle America. Battleground state. This is grooming. We learned yesterday, Patrick Beth David made that great point about how things are learned. You learn to become a real estate broker. But you don't learn what your sex is. And they're not hiding it. They're putting it right out there in plain sight. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. Because they know that if they lose the White House, they uh, what, what ends up happening is, say Trump gets into office. He pulls out of the Paris Agreement. He becomes energy independent. He sets the globalist movement back a decade. And there, every, all the progress they made in the two short years under Biden will be reversed. And they're trying to grab at that, you know, take the biggest bite they can at the, the apple. They're trying to advance their agenda. And they're trying, they're blatantly rigging the election. They're setting up these slum cities outside of Houston so that ballot harvesters can, uh, and then, so ballot, and then they're working on registration. Remember I said two things, registrations, they're using the CBP-1 app to collect that data. They're using non-government organizations like Catholic Charities to compile the databases of these illegals. They're then getting the illegals into a motor voter scheme where everybody's getting registered automatically. And those registrations are going to become ballots and those ballots are going to be mailed out to addresses. And they're setting up these cities in Texas to where it'll be 200,000 people in a city. And they'll send these ballots out to people that aren't even allowed to vote. And a ballot harvester will pick them up, maybe give them five pesos, whatever, five bucks to for their ballots, and and in exchange they'll they won't they'll they'll uh, promise not to turn you in. And there goes the ballot in the hands of a Democrat ballot harvester who fills it out, and then there's no signature verification, so no harm, no foul. Now, like in Pennsylvania, they took the outside envelope and threw it in the trash, and they could never again mix the signature with the ballot. There is no track way to track it. And they act like we don't see that happening. But why the Republican in the state legislature won't do anything about it is beyond me. 
And now they have electric e-signatures. And the e-signatures are going to be made, used, because they know that signature verification is going to become an issue. So now that they have a printed signature already in the, you know, like e-file, they can mass produce that and get a machine instead of ballot harvesters to fill them out and say, oh, that's an e-signature. And then there won't even be any discrepancy with the signatures, you see. And you know that they're blatant about it because they're they're making all kinds of changes that reek of election fraud. Like, take a look into uh, Governor of Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro. Pennsylvania, it is National Voter Registration Day. And today, I am proud to announce that for the first time ever, Pennsylvania is an automatic voter registration state. That's right. From now on, when you get or renew your driver's license or an ID card at the DMV, you'll be registered to vote unless you choose not to. I made a commitment when I was campaigning for this office that we would bring automatic voter registration in Pennsylvania and break down the barriers for legal eligible voters. This is a key step to make our elections more secure, adding important levels of verification to the voter registration process. And by expanding Expanding voter registration at our DMVs will save taxpayers time and money, reduce the number of costly paper registrations, and streamline voter registration for Pennsylvanians. Look, this is common sense. You already provide proof of identity, residency, age, and citizenship at the DMV. All the information you need to register to vote. We're making our state government work better for the good people of Pennsylvania. No matter who you choose to vote for or what your views are, I hope you'll make your voice heard. Now more than ever, we need an engaged citizenry to move our country and our commonwealth forward. That's how they're getting away from voter ID. They're saying, as soon as you get your license or identification, that is where you showed your ID. And then, now comes the ballot in the mail. And you can drop it off, and you don't need an ID because you already presented it when you got your automatic res- registration. Do you see the you see the sleight of hand that they're doing? Charlie Kirk writes to that and he says, Governor Josh Shapiro announces that Pennsylvania is now an automatic voter registration state. Every time someone gets or renews their driver's license or state ID, they get registered to vote for mass mail-in ballots for Dems in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Meanwhile, PA Democrats have been working for years to give illegals driver's licenses. Connect the dots. Yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely stunning. And uh, Lara Logan wrote to that too, spoke to that as well. Um, and I was going to try to find it, but I can't. But in any case, um, it, you know, it, it, she basically says exactly what we've been saying on this show for quite some time, um, and and they're importing these these illegals, like at a clip that's faster than anything we've ever seen. So yesterday, Ray Epps, uh, or this week, Ray Epps. The man in the Capitol videos who instructed others to storm the Capitol has been charged with a misdemeanor for disruptive conduct on restrictive grounds, restricted grounds. 
Meanwhile, men who weren't even present at the event have been sentenced to years in prison. That's absolutely insane. So here's the Lara Loga piece. She says this. Automatic voter registration is one of the easiest ways to cheat. By registering kids to vote automatically when they turn 18 or get their driver's license, we all know kids don't vote, right? Those interested in cheating now have registered voters who won't go to the polls for years. Kids don't do that. They don't even know where the polls are. And they can vote in their names. One one thing cheaters cannot have is for the number of votes cast to exceed the number of registered voters because everyone knows that is fraud that is fraud, no matter who they support. Remember we've been talking about that, the registrations and and how there have been voter turnouts that have exceeded the number of registered voters, and that was one of the problems, especially when you know that Trump's going to win in a landslide in 2024. They're already preparing early to rig the election because they know Trump is coming and they can't stop him. Why? Because they know even any conviction is never going to land Trump in jail because of appeals, the appeal process. So they already have pivoted and they're full tilt aggressive in rigging the election for 2024. It also means states that allow illegal immigrants to get a driver's license have another way to beef up the voter rolls. Is that what the open border is for? Of course, we talk about this all the time on the Scott Adams Show. If you are acting as if 2024 will be a real election, you are both delusional and deceived. If you think Donald Trump is the problem, you are beyond help. Your freedom and your country are slipping through your hands and you're buying tickets for the show, funding the people taking it from you and destroying it. So that was in response to Josh Shapiro's Pennsylvania. So the Biden administration this week appointed James Clapper, John Brennan, and Paul Kolb, Colby, former intelligence officials, to a DHS Homeland Intelligence Experts Group handling national security issues. These individuals signed the fraudulent October 2020 letter deceptively asserting that Hunter Biden's laptop was likely Russian disinformation. This falsehood significantly impacted the closely contested 2020 election, decided by a mere 44,000 votes margin in Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin combined. Why select intelligence officials who intentionally spread disinformation to sway a U.S. election for a role in DHS expert group tasked with national security? Shouldn't they be losing their security clearances? Of course, the answer is yes. So just then, UK's United Kingdom online safety bill for a safer internet has passed its final parliamentary debate and will become law soon. I don't need their safety net. I don't need their protection. I don't want their help. 
More social media platforms that do not comply with the new rules could face fines of up to 10% of their global annual revenue. You better believe that's coming to America. So the online safety bell is here to protect you or censor you. Residents are now begging local politicians to close the borders of Chicago, not just New York, to stop illegals coming from Texas because they're trying to get them out of Texas because they're trying to turn Texas blue. So they're trying, what Abbott's doing is he's shipping them outside of Texas so they could vote in liberal cities that are already gone, right? Like Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, whatever. But you got these morons, these stupid libtards in Chicago. 96% of this neighborhood voted for Biden. Now watch, listen to them. I wanted to know if there is a capacity limit and what is, what is that limit if there is one and what is, why can't we close the borders of Chicago or the state of Illinois in the first place? Why can't we close the borders? I don't know if there's a limit. I do know that when you are seeking asylum, you are granted protections from the U.S. to not return. So that is the process that folks are going through when they come here, when they get their interview, and then the Texas governor sends them to Illinois, and specifically Chicago. So they get to come, once they do an interview in Texas, they get to come regardless. Texas says, you're an asylum seeker, you're being persecuted, so yeah, you can leave your country and come here and go wherever you want. Not Texas. This is the federal government is the one that does the process around asylum seeking. It is Texas who is making the decision to send them to Chicago. And that, that's what I wanted to know. Can and we say, no, we won't take anymore? It has to come from the federal government. So the answer is no. <laughs> she wants to close the border to Chicago and Illinois, but she doesn't give two craps about the border along the southern border because she's that blindly stupid. So Senator Ted Cruz weighs in about this uh, influx. New York City's mayor believes the 110,000 illegal aliens in his city is a crisis. Texas and the southern border states are flooded with that many illegals every 12 days. Yeah, look, we're, we're seeing this happen all across the country. You've got the Democrat mayor of New York City. You've got the Democrat mayor of Washington, D.C. You've got the Democrat mayor of Chicago. You've got the Democrat mayor of San Francisco. You've got the Democrat mayor of Los Angeles. All of them are, are declaring that illegal immigration is a crisis. You've got the Democrat governor of New York State. You've got the Democrat governor of Massachusetts. They're all dealing with the consequences. Uh, Eric Adams said, the, ma- the mayor of New York, just two weeks ago, he said that illegal immigration is destroying New York City. That's it. Those are his words, not mm-hmm. mine. And that if we don't do something to stop it, that it will destroy New York City. Now, he's not wrong. But but it is also enormously hypocritical because he blames the problem on, as he puts it, some madman down in Texas, by which he means Greg Abbott, our governor, because the governor has put several thousand illegal immigrants on buses and sent them to blue jurisdictions across the country. Uh, Look, the the, the numbers that are being bused from Texas are a fraction, as you noted. New York has had roughly 110,000 illegal immigrants, and he says that that is a crisis destroying the city. 
the state of Texas and our entire southern border have had during that same time period 7.2 million illegal immigrants. As you just noted, as Bill Malugin did in his terrific report, we're getting about 9,000 people a day. That means in 12 days, we get on our southern border what New York is saying is a crisis over the last two years. We're getting that over and over and over mm -hmm. again. Yeah. And Bill malusian has been doing some really great, great, you know, investigative reporting. Um, so we're going to get to that here in just a sec. Um, right here. So this is Bill Malusian right here. Watch this. Who is a, uh, appears to be a single adult male. Brian, if we can turn around really quick. They're I don't know all if they're males. All with the same group. Let me try to ask him really quick. Hola. Hablas okay. español. ¿De dónde son? De dónde son? Ghana. 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 You're from Ghana. Okay. From Ghana. You're from Haiti. From Haiti. You're from Haiti. And why, why did you decide to come right now? Why did you decide to come right now? Yeah. Porque estás viniendo. Porque decidiste venir aquí ahora en los Estados Unidos. Yo vivía en Chile. You live in Chile? Yeah. But you're from Haiti. I'm from Haiti. So I'm living in Chile for five years. Okay. So why did you decide to come? Yo quiero venir ahí en Estados Unidos. He says he wants to live here in the United States. Um, where, where, where is everybody else from? Where? Haiti? Haiti? Why did you decide to come here? Pardon? Brazil. You're from Brazil. Got it. Okay. How? She is an Asian Got it. Asian, so she lives in Brazil. Got it. Okay, so it sounds like we got a mix of Haitians, somebody from Ghana, um, saying they want to live here in the United Brazil. States. Some speak English, some speak Spanish. So, apologies, guys, just trying to figure Portuguese, it out as we go here. But, uh, yeah, you, you you can see that um, this is a group of what I don't know about 15 or so men who were just let through. We got some more being let through right now. Um, and the thing is, everybody has a different story when they. Right. It's a it's a scam. This is insane. What's going on here? All right, we're going to go ahead and play, um, well, we got this, 35,000 illegal migrants crossed over the U.S.-Mexican border in the last four days. Del Rio, 34,000. Hmm? U.S.-Mexico border town populations. Oh, these are the town populations. So Del Rio is 34,000 people. Nogales, Arizona, is 19,000. Sun Glen, New Mexico is 17,000. Eagle Pass, Texas is 28,000. So 35,000 illegals came over in four days. The, the towns are being wiped out. Forget about a hurricane. This is a human hurricane. So I'm going to go ahead and play. Oh, and here's another thing about J6. Breaking big, okay, this is according to Gateway Pundit, via House Judiciary Committee Republicans, FBI lost count of how many paid informants they had in the Trump crowd in January 6th. They've been lying about that for, for always, always they've been lying about it. We're going to go ahead and play this Jesse Waters clip because it sets up the next part of the show that we're going to be talking about. So let's go ahead and take a listen to Jesse Waters. Now, the true winner in any war is always the war machine. 
But we're just not talking about defense contractors. War profiteers come in different shapes and sizes. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange says endless wars are the goal. The goal is not to completely subjugate Afghanistan. The goal is to use Afghanistan to wash money out of the tax bases of the United States, out of the tax bases of European countries, through Afghanistan and back into the hands of a transnational security elite. That is the goal, i.e. the goal is to have an endless war, not a successful war. War can be noble but also a business opportunity. So today, Ukrainian President Zelensky told the United Nations what it wanted to hear. Humanity is failing on its climate policy objectives. This means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life, and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes. When islands and countries disappear underwater and when tornadoes and deserts are spreading into, into new territories and when all of this is happening, one unnatural disaster in Moscow decided to launch a big war. What country is disappearing underwater? And his country's getting shelled to death and he's begging us to buy electric cars? Sounds like he's just trying to consolidate Western support for Ukraine by speaking their language and appealing to their green God. Joe Biden approves this message. I ask the United States Congress for additional funds to expand World Bank financing by $25 billion. If you allow Ukraine to be carved up, is the independence of any nation secure? I'd respectfully suggest the answer is no. It's not only an investment in Ukraine's future. But in the future, every country. So we have to save the future of the world by saving Ukraine. That is the message. Save democracy, the environment, and the children. And once you say those magic words, the Clintons appear. Today, just five minutes from the United Nations, the Clinton Global Initiative announced their very own program to rebuild Ukraine. In other words, the Clintons have found their new Haiti. Do we really believe we can make the future better? for ourselves and others or not. Doesn't matter if I'm rich and famous and powerful, I can still make a difference and I can't let anything stand in my way. Then came Hillary, one-two punch. I believe their fight is our fight, uh, their fight for freedom. So we have to stay with the Ukrainians and it is really important uh, not to push, push them to negotiate when number one, the person you negotiate with is not trustworthy. You cannot trust anything he says. Diplomat Hillary doesn't want a peace summit. Why rebuild half the country when you can rebuild the whole country years later? They're calling it the Clinton Global Initiative Ukraine Action Network in a salute to Al Sharpton, whose charities never dodge taxes. Early investors include actor Matt Damon, Liv Schreiber, the Ford Foundation, and of course, Airbnb. Also, the World Bank is in bed with the Clinton-Ukraine Action Network. So what did Joe Biden just tell us? The U.S. is sending the World Bank $25 billion, and then the World Bank is sending the money to the Clintons, and then the Clintons are sending it to Ukraine. Now, if you think the Clintons are the only profiteers feasting on the proxy war, you're wrong. Joe Biden just appointed a Democrat mega donor to be Ukraine reconstruction czar. 
We are pleased to extend a warm welcome to Penny Pritzker, former Secretary of Commerce, who was named by President Biden as the Special Representative for Ukraine's Economic Recovery. So how is Penny Pritzker qualified to rebuild Ukraine? Well, she's a billionaire heiress of the Pritzker family who founded Hyatt Hotels and who bankrolled Obama's election. And in return, Penny was named Commerce Secretary, where she just happened to travel to Ukraine at least three times, hand-delivering the billion-dollar loans that Biden leveraged to get the prosecutor fired. Guess who she brought with her to Ukraine? Hyatt Hotel executives. You know, the company she owns. Also, the DuPonts, the Delaware chemical tycoons who sponsor Joe Biden. Penny is the perfect czar. But this gravy chain doesn't stop there. Head of the teachers' unions, Randy Weingartner, has taken a keen interest in a war zone. In the last year, I've been in Ukraine three times, I and several of my other officers. And what we have attempted to do is to support children's education and support democratic principles. Because at the end of the day, if we do not do that in Ukraine, what happens to the rest of the world? Your children's schools are crumbling, but Randy wants to rebuild Ukraine schools. And why has the American Teachers Union president been to Ukraine more than Chicago? We'll never know exactly what Randy, Penny, and Hillary are doing there, and that's the point. We're not even allowed to ask exactly where our $100 billion of aid we sent went. The Ukrainian army's disinformation czar says asking questions is treasonous. The czar's name is Sarah. Sarah is transgender. Sarah is an American. Ohio Senator J.D. Vance asked the Pentagon if she was an intelligence operative because clearly something's going on here. Senator Vance asked because Sarah fled our country to fight in Ukraine, so is she on the CIA payroll or what? Simple question. Why is an American trans man the spokesman for the Ukrainian military? Is this a psyop to rattle the Russians? Or is this a transgender disinformation are the perfect person to execute the propaganda war? And if we ask these questions, Sarah says we are creating gender chaos. Senator Vance recently asked the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, along with the Secretaries of State and Defense, if I was working in some capacity for the American government. Simply put, I'm an American serving as a Ukrainian infantry soldier and combat medic in the dual role of spokesperson and Russian disinformation analyst. The remaining speculation surrounding me is disappointing. While in Ukraine we are fighting for global liberty and the ideology of victory, too many in Moscow and across the world are still caught up in focusing on the tired trope of gender chaos. I only answer to three groups of people. My Ukrainian commanders, the Ukrainian people, and the American taxpayer. Oh, the American taxpayer. So we're paying Sarah's salary. Now, last time I checked, if you're paying someone's salary, you get to ask whatever you want. And when Sarah, Hillary, Randy, and Penny get together, we have a lot of questions. Let's now bring in Ohio Senator J.D. Vance. So you've been scolded by the transgender Ukrainian American taxpayer-funded disinformation. This is funny. We're going to listen to this uh, Do you feel, you know, rightfully humbled? Well, Jesse, my first reaction when I saw this video was that SNL had somehow gotten funny again. I, I was sure that <laughs> SNL just suddenly got funny again. This person's got like this blonde hair. It's a, like a, I mean, it's a freak show. And that's why in the beginning of this show, I said they're not even hiding it anymore. 
They could have easily gotten some serious looking dude. You know, they do it in acting all the time, right? That that comes across as a legit person for both Zelensky and this dude, Michael, named Sarah. And they could have presented it smoke and mirrors style. But they're openly and overtly and blatantly showing their hand because they know you can't stop them. I mean, to put a trans freak, freakazoid out there with evil intentions. I mean, listen to the listen to the comments of this Sarah dude. Ukraine truly is among the best in the world. Our leadership in Ukraine truly is among the best in the world. <laughs> Are you kidding? Have you seen the videos of Zelensky? on stage doing his own thing so demented sergeant sarah ashton carillo a former u.s soldier turned transgender ukraine military spokesman says he is is accountable to u.s taxpayers we just heard that how about this one tell me does this sound like a sane person to you Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder, and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a favorite Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. Russia's war criminal propagandists will all be hunted down, and justice will be served like as we in Ukraine are led on this mission by faith in God, liberty, and complete liberation. Next week, the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash ever harder, and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the- uh, this dude with a blonde wig or whatever it is, I'm not too frightened. It's absolutely insane. And here, listen to this. I have two Russian Today clips. They're actually quite too long. One's 15 minutes and another's like 10 minutes. I'm not playing the whole clip. I want you to hear how they address this Sarah dude in Russia. A transgender American who recently became an official spokesperson for a Ukrainian military branch has made headlines again. The person calling themselves Sarah Ashton. See, the person calling themselves That's the way it should be presented. Cirillo has now threatened to kill Russian journalists in the upcoming days. Next. Yeah, we just heard that. Um, And here's another one. Just discuss this more. I'm joined now in the studio by independent uh, Dutch journalist Sonia van den Ende. Sonia, it's always really good to have you with us. Mm -hmm. And particularly Mm -hmm. on this, actually, because Mm -hmm. you're an independent journalist. We've heard they're not just targeting Russian journalists. This net is wide now. You've been to Syria. You've been to Ukraine. I imagine that they consider you to be a person who questions Kiev's narratives. So how do words like those we hear from Sarah make you feel? Well, of course, it's awful when you see a guy or actually transgender, is how they call it, on the screen. <laughs> see? Or, you see a guy, uh, transgender is how they call it? And Twitter, I mean, he's... It is very active on Twitter and yeah, actually threatening all people like me, Western journalists who are 
what you said. We are independent journalists. I went a lot to the Ukraine, Syria, or recently I went again to Donbass, Kherson. I mean... Didn't they do this with their ISIS mercenaries that the uh, State Department and USAID and the CIA and uh, Dark Money funded using probably Gaddafi's money when we over when we murdered Gaddafi and then set up Benghazi and financed the mercenary group called ISIS, who is beheading our journalists like Foley? Jihadi John, remember? They didn't want the media anywhere near the theater of war because it was all so corrupt. They were guarding the pipelines of oil and they were guarding the oil from Iraq and sending it to Europe and sending it into Africa. The toll collectors for Africa were Egypt. Mubarak at the time was running the show. They overthrew him and installed a Muslim Brotherhood corrupt thug called Morsi. And then he was overthrown by a, a, a military coup. And al-Sisi is now in charge. And both Obama and Erdogan from Turkey chose not to acknowledge al-Sisi as the rightful leader of Egypt. Even though they tried to install, they overthrew Mubarak and tried to install Morsi a ISIS-friendly Muslim Brotherhood cohort. And they murdered Gaddafi for the same reason, because if you look at the northern Africa, it's Egypt and it's Libya. And they were the gatekeepers of northern Africa. They were the ports of entry. The shipping, they controlled the shipping lanes. And they were shipping things from Benghazi over to Cyprus and around into Syria, weapons and heavy artillery from Libya to finance ISIS. ISIS, we thought was a terrorist group, turned out to be a paid-for mercenary group that was all about profiteering. Somewhere the money came to pay these people to kill and to uh, destabilize Russia's foothold and stronghold on Syria, who was controlling the oil flow into Europe because it was a conflict of interest for Russia. Russia, who was installing the Nord Streams, wanted to basically be the oil supplier for Europe. And the oil coming out of Iraq was a conflict of interest for Russia. Hence, Syria became a very instrumental part. The Assad Kingdom, which was formed in the 1970s, uh, grew a very strong relationship with the Russian Empire um, back in the 70s. And they had had, Russia has their largest naval fleet and base in Targus, uh, which is just um, on the west coast of Syria and uh, uh, adjacent to uh, Cyprus. So that, that that's all that was going on there. We, we've been lying, to the, our government's been lying to the American people for, for forever. And 
So the the fact that they chose this trans person, this freakazoid, to hold this role in Ukraine, it's sort of like that Jankowicz, Nina Jankowicz. She was the truth czar for the Biden administration for about two weeks when she was completely discredited. Charlie Kirk writes about this dude called Sarah Ashton, says he is answerable to U.S. taxpayers while still psychotic. This is toned down significantly from the foaming at the mouth. Well, we heard all that. So the point that I'm making, though, is that they're not even trying to hide it. Here's another little freakazoid uh, from this Michael John Carrillo, also known as Sarah. Good evening, everyone. This is Sergeant Sarah Ashton Cerullo of the Armed Forces of Ukraine coming to you live and direct from near Bilharad Oblast. There has been a lot of discussion recently over some comments I made on a show last week on Ukraine in the Know where I stated clearly that the Russian propagandist and war criminals will be hunted down and brought to justice just in case anyone was unsure of that meaning, I will repeat it now. After a return to the country's 1991 legally recognized borders, which will be accomplished by the Ukrainian Defense Forces as well as the Ukrainian resistance right. to the temporarily occupied territories. That'll never happen. We plan to institute President Zelensky's 10-point peace formula, which states as goal number seven, the bringing to justice of all war criminals. Russian propagandists are war criminals. They are pushing forward a narrative of genocide, of death, and ultimately of evil that is directed to them by Vladimir Putin and his inner circle. They will not escape justice. You cannot, behind, you cannot hide behind the title of journalist. You cannot hide behind the title of any fictitious meaning that you assign to it when you work for Vladimir Putin and his terrorist regime. Ultimately, again, Ukraine will return to its legally recognized 1991 borders, and then justice will be sought and found in making certain that the Russian war criminals are brought to The Hague or any other courts where they will be tried for their crimes. Slava Ukraine! You ever notice how thin-skinned these trannies are? I mean, they're really thin-skinned and violent and angry people. They just want to cut your head off if you disagree with them, right? Allowing the light of the Ukrainian nation's honesty to shine brightly. Oh, <laughs> transgender former U.S. soldier who goes by Sarah recently moved to Ukraine to become the English-speaking spokesperson for the Ukrainian uh, military. <laughs> I'm going to take John from Chicago uh, here in a second. Um, yeah, John, you're on the air. Uh, good morning. You know, when I heard that guy, Cirillo, uh, he's a crossdresser. He's a transvestite crossdresser. That's what everyone would know him as 20, 30 years ago. When I heard that that unhinged rant about the rabid dogs and this, and we're going to get this guy and we're going to get that guy, that voice sounds like the voice from Anthony Perkins in Psycho. And I think you were alluding to that a minute ago when you well, talked yeah. about this. You know, yeah. The serial killer. He sounds like some nut job. He, and it's clearly an affectation. So well, the way Anthony Perkins' voice was. Yeah, and they're not trying to hide it, though. 
I mean, it's almost like they're on purposely trying to tell you, yeah, we know what we're up to. You know what we're up to, and we're just going to give it to you straight. Like it's they're not. They could put a guy that looks like, you know, they could put they could put any figurehead up there that looks like a a role model for that role, right? Like a, a right. real military guy. I mean, it's called acting 101. Half the politicians in Washington are just nothing but actors and plagiarizers, just like Joe Biden plagiarizes everything. Right. Nothing that he's reading or saying does he even know he's saying it. You know, um, real quick, uh, John, before you go on, can I play? I want to play this clip. This is the American media. And look at how they talk about this psychopath. Listen. A local reporter. By the way, can you hear the audio when you're on uh, here? King on the front lines. Can you hear yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and play this. This is uh, Las Vegas news. A local reporter working on the front lines in Ukraine is getting national attention, also getting some recognition from officials in Las Vegas as well. Sarah Ashton Cirillo was honored for her work in Ukraine today <laughs> at Las Vegas City Hall. She served as a war correspondent since March and recently she enlisted as a combat medic serving on the front lines with other soldiers. She originally went to Ukraine to write about the refugee crisis. Numerous lawmakers, including Governor Sisolak, Congresswoman Dina Titus and Senator Catherine Cortez Masto, gave her certificates of recognition for her work overseas. The reasons I'm fighting along with every other soldier are the reasons that the people in the United States and elsewhere can enjoy the lives they have here. And this week, she also met with members of Congress and was even asked to give one of her military uniforms to the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C. Where do I, where's the bucket where I could throw up? Because that's just insane. That's the difference between the United States media and, say, Russian Today, who has been banned on every platform, uh, you know, like, and, and just like Russell Brand has been. Uh, demonetized for speaking truth to power. That I was about to say that a minute ago too is that it shows a change in the culture that is profound and just well, disgusting. But in the last days of Rome things forty in the eighties this would be a subject of a comedy. I mean there would be some sort of bad you know B movie comedy that would have a guy like this as the spokesman of some banana republic, and we'd all be you know supposed to laugh at it now. They, they they put this mask on, like, yeah, this is normal. And yeah. it, it is an emperor has no clothes moment. But I, right. I think, well, I good, think yeah. Good, good. I want to say one more thing. I want to get this in, too, but I want to keep you on. Uh, here, it's four, 45 seconds. Okay, this is uh, Tucker. Now, yeah. Russell Brand's been demor- demonetized and banned uh, for his truth. Um and, and Tucker also was thrown off the air and banned. Pretty much everything that NBC News and the New York Times have told you about the war in Ukraine is a lie. The Russian army is incompetent, they claim. Ukraine is a democracy. Vladimir Putin is Hitler and he's trying to take over the world. Thankfully, the Ukrainians are winning. None of that is true. Every claim is false, the last one especially. The Ukrainian army is not winning. In fact, it's losing badly. Ukraine is being destroyed. Its population is being slaughtered in lopsided battles with a technologically superior enemy or scattered by the millions to the rest of the globe as refugees. Ukraine is running out of soldiers. As that happens, the question will inevitably arise, who's going to replace them? If the Ukrainians can't beat Putin, who will? 
pretty much everything that NBC News. The yeah, well, there it is. Anyway, go ahead. Well, John. It, yeah. it's, it's wag, it's wag the dog again. I mean, you create this false image of they're winning. Part of this, the reason why this guy is there, I don't think Ukrainians, knowing something about the Ukrainians, that they would pick a guy like this normally. I think he was forced on them by representatives of the U.S. government who thought it would be a great blow for equality for the LGBTQ well, plus 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 They've plus been plus rigging uh, our State Department's... Our State Department's been rigging the elections in Ukraine since 2014. Well, before that, actually, they were they were interfering in 2004. But yeah, yeah. I was, go ahead and say. Well, and I think I think they were. I I think this is at the behest of our government, which shows you what Jacobins we have in the government and how radical. I mean, the Jacobins, Jacobins of France, who decided there'll be ten days in the week, and you know they would change the fate. You know, they changed all sorts of. The names of the days of the week, it was crazy, right? They're trying to remake reality. That's what they're doing when they try to put this giant con job on, on the rest of us, saying, well, this is normal. And Mike, I'm sorry, Jane is this, this, and this, and you know, we're all just going to go along as if this is normal. It is an emperor has new, uh, no clothes moment. It, you know, so, well, it, that's not basically where I, I stop with that. It's just the, the wag the dog thing is palpable. Because if you think about with the British, the British have the idea, I've been reading a little about their approach to this, and they think that the narrative is what wins the war, which is really just saying we're going to BS our way to a victory, which is, it, it's delusional. But that's the way they've approached this, where the narrative, we're going to tell a narrative. And that has clearly and consciously been the approach of the U.S. military, the U.S. State Department, and the media, which is we're all going to get together and say how great they're doing. And, you know, fool as many people as we can for as long as we can. I mean, I think that's obvious now, don't you? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I do. It's it's a, it's a crazy set of times we're living in, and they're pulling out all the stops. They're hiding hiding nothing. They're blatantly just in your face with it. And I, I really think that, uh, you know, the, the whole thing about Josh Shapiro automatically registering every single person that gets an ID in Pennsylvania is part of this and and the open borders is the other part. Um, but we have to go. Uh, thank you, John, for calling in today. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Wow. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out org. Make a donation if you can to support America First policies to make America great again. Also, to keep the Scott Adams Show uh, commercial-free because we do an hour f- commercial-free. Use Red State over as your promo code over at mypillow.com and we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye, buddy. Just to bury my kids right up to there.